0: Game over? No way! Because we, we got, got Game Genie. Genie. We tell
1: you when it's over. With Game Genie, I decide how many lives I get. I use it when I want to live forever. Play to the end and win. Maybe I want to start on level 15. No problemo. It makes cool games like Street Fighter 2. More exciting. less frustrating. With Game Genie, it ain't over. So we say it's over. Excellent!
0: Game Genie for NES, Super NES, Sega Genesis, and Game Boy. Codes for many popular games each sold separately. Love it! <laughs> hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to Play Retro. That's right, Play Retro. We're back. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I don't believe in genies or sharks.
1: Ah, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and I can't stop cheating my way to success. Inner code glue. You know, I'd Galoob. forgotten Galoob was
0: involved at all until you reminded me that Galoob was the maker of that of the genie. That's right. Yeah,
1: they, yeah, those guys are. What a great name! And they no longer uh, exist. Is that right? Galoob's Didn't around, Hezbo aren't they? purchased them or something?
0: Did he get here swallowed it, up oh. by somebody? Hold on. Galoob. I'm, 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 I'm taking this talk talking about
1: sharks. They um, got ate up, maybe. Here it or is. Or maybe they just like downsized.
0: No, I found it. Galoob. Uh Toys, company headquartered in South uh, San Francisco or South. South San Francisco.
1: <laughs> I can't read South San Francisco. Uh, They're
0: perhaps known for their micro machines as maybe their biggest thing. And and pound puppies. Yeah, pound puppies. In 89, uh the uh the micro machines accounted for 50% of their sales. Anyway, let's see what they do now. Nice. They are uh Oh. Okay, founded in 57, defunct in 58. Oh, defunct man. Uh oh, in England in 1958. That's weird. Oh yeah. And then, <laughs> they couldn't
1: deal with it. They couldn't deal with it in the in the England.
0: Yep, they're right. Oh, and then uh 1998 as a toy company.
1: So what are they yeah, now? Yeah. They uh September 98 um just, Hasbro bought they're them. Just a, they're just they're just name now. That's all they really ever had was it's fun to say Galoob. Galoob. It was fun to say.
0: Galoob. 220 million they were purchased by Hasbro and uh the name began or yeah. see so began appearing on retail products in 05. Hasbro has used the uh, Galoob brand logo on its Titanium Series diecast metal collectibles, including yeah. various items from Transformers, Star Wars, and Battlestar Galactica. So they still live on. Yeah,
1: still live on. Yes. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about a couple of companies today that still live on despite their uh, meteoric uh, meteoric yes that's rise yeah. and fall. That's right. When people say meteoric, they don't mean. Meteor- it's like a meteor, medi- but meteors don't really. Lead. It's more like a, a rocket.
0: Yeah, because why do they meteor- say rise? Meteors fall to the planet. They fall. They fall down. They don't go up. So I've never understood right. that. And then one time somebody said, no, they mean like mediocre. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's it. Because you're talking about like a you know rising <laughs> to fame very quickly. Meteoric. You don't say, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's a mediocre rise to fame. Nobody says that. Maybe I've
1: just never seen it written down, and I'm saying it completely wrong. Maybe Who it's knows. like a uh,
0: m- meaty. meaty. Yeah, meaty rise. Speaking of meaty, fame. let me tell you about yeah. the meaty time I had last week. I went to Las Vegas, Nevada for uh, the TMS meetup for the morning show. Yeah, you did. It was great, and uh, a lot of people asked about you, uh, just so you oh, know. Oh, hi, everybody. Lots of, lots of fans of Brian Dunaway while I was there. Oh, anyway, one of the nights, oh, you guys. Uh, we set up a, a arcade tournament, like an arcade video game tournament. Yes. And at said tournament, uh, I was thinking I'd be out in the first or second round just because I figured everybody would just kill me. That's just how I thought it was going
1: right. to go. Right. That that makes sense. That's what I think too. We don't we don't we don't consider ourselves like uh good gamers? No. No.
0: We're gamers, <laughs> but we're, we're not ex- we don't think we're good gamers. Yeah. We're good. Right. It turns out we're better than we think at the old stuff because I ended up taking second place and almost first. I I almost edged that oh, wow. whole contest out. Yeah. Felt pretty good.
1: Leaderboard, about yeah. So, well, wait, what were y'all playing?
0: Okay, so it was kind of random—not random, but we got to pick different games. So, my first game was an elimination in, um, or I beat the other person in joust. Okay, so I played my favorite oh, arcade game. That's episode her
1: one here. Of course, you did.
0: <laughs> yep. And then uh, Zoe back in the chat claiming she beat me in joust. That was a whole. That was an exhibition game. Had nothing to do with the competition. (laughs) That didn't count. It didn't count. Look
1: at her trying to stick her game genie memory (laughs) in that, (laughs) like. uh, (laughs) it's <laughs> a good
0: point i beat you yeah she she she's well whatever i think you won that game zoe no matter what so you do you you just didn't do it in the competition which would have made you right beat
1: me you, there, you just didn't get it where the, the medal
0: counts right yeah that's the, where it counted i was like a trophy. little side a little side contest it was like the the pro bowl nobody gets hurt in the pro bowl you know <laughs> anyway so we uh um it was very nice seeing her she's awesome uh so we played yeah. that and I won that so game. Y'all,
1: y'all were in Vegas, like were y'all like in an arcade or something? Because yeah. I was really, I, I watched this through some of our community members. Monkey Bananas, I think, was doing some yeah, live he streamed streaming it all stuff. He was cool. And he he walked
0: back. around looking like Jason or uh, Justin. Who was the Justin Chan guy? The guy that made uh, Justin TV and Twitch. That guy. That used oh yeah,
1: to, yeah, 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 yeah. Look like him, huh?
0: Yeah, walked oh. around with like a camera on his shoulder, and he had like an arm-mounted phone control thing, so he could do all his like yeah. Twitch stuff there. It was great.
1: It was freaking great. Right. But you were at an arcade, though, right? In Vegas. Where was this arcade?
0: So downtown... see if I can remember the name of it. Player... I think it's just called the Player One Arcade. But it's basically a bar arcade. So it's a bar... A barcade. It's a bar and an arcade with heavy emphasis on arcade. You can drink there a ton, but it's also mostly games. And they're all on free play all the time. However, this is an important uh, distinction. All these old arcade machines, all of them on free play. They don't charge any quarters or tokens or anything. There's a $5 cover charge and you get in and that's it never have to buy anything else to do anything else and uh they have uh, classic consoles on one side of the room all up next to these tables so you could play a genesis version of madden 98 while you're you know drinking or whatever (laughs) it was cool you would have loved it it was really really cool yes and it was in downtown uh area of vegas not the main strip but down near like where old vegas is and that which that whole area is like kind of exploding right now it's really cool anyway um It was rad. You could tell people who built this place and run this place are like us. They're just like super into it. And they had everything you could ever think you'd want um, with a couple of exceptions. uh, And some of them, you know, like any old arcade machine, some of them had button problems. One of them had a joystick out of whack, you know, like you're just going to have issues. So this happened to me a couple of times. I ended up losing uh, in a hockey. Do you remember a top down hockey game? Called oh what was that called? Just hockey? Atari hockey? No, it's a it's a it's a little cocktail machine, and I cannot
1: okay. remember the name of this damn. I think game. I know what you're talking about because we kind of we kind of skimmed over that one I believe while we were doing our uh, NHL uh, ninety four. We may have episode. done a yeah, we may have mentioned. Um, it. I can't remember. Oh, what was it? it it's, it's something vague like. It's, I can't remember. Hockey, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's though. like hockey I, well, you, killers You just or, have to envision it. it's the top down cocktail. Arcade machine. Yes. And the game itself was also
0: top down. So it just was like right. your f- head and then some shoulders and a stick. And that was how
1: you play. You're looking down like this at it. Yeah, right. it's exactly
0: right. right. And, yeah. uh, it never would go left for me on the stick. <gasps> so right. No problem. Forward back. No problem. Anytime I had to go left. Nope. And so, uh, this
1: is something I, <laughs> this is something I worry about when I go to those, all you can eat arcades. Um, they, I just feel like it's like, eh, we don't have a guy, <laughs> you get what you get, move on to the next machine. You're not going to put it out of order on that. No, we're not. There was no, a little bit.
0: Of, there was a little bit of that going on. In fact, there was a, there yeah. was a asteroids deluxe machine that I was supposed to compete on and that machine had a broken fire button. So it would fire intermittently, oh my God. just very intermittently. My heart. So you mostly just dodged uh asteroids and then tried to pound on that button and it would barely once in a while would just squeak one out like like somebody trying to pee with a swollen prostate, which is like eh, <laughs> eh, eh, a little bit get out, you know, and you're like, man, I had right, right, right. a so I don't know. Some of those were like you'd get into the the fight or into the challenge and go, Oh, this stick's broken. Okay, yeah. this game doesn't count. Move to another one. We'd have to go find another one. So we did a bunch of that. And um I'm trying to remember some of the other games I played. That,
1: that uh, oh, brings up a topic, though, yeah. or at least it brings up something in my mind. I used to, I, I used to always feel so much anxiety when I would be at the arcade and I drop my quarter in, something doesn't work, and I'm the first one has to go report it. And you got to, go, oh god, let me yeah. go see if I can find the attendant. And then you find them. Sometimes you get a good attendant, someone comes right out and they get all the keys and stuff. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes they know exactly what to do. And sometimes they got to dig around. And I always just stood around behind, them, like going, yeah, hey, man. I got these quarters. I already put one in. Um, I already put one in. And you know, if it was a good attendant, they'd go yeah, and close it up before they closed up. Before they closed up, they'd go, hey, man. Tink, 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 tink. Yeah, they'd flick your little, little deal quarter there button you, get you. In. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's on the how you do it. They walk away and you're like, I won in life. <laughs> that's how my
0: dad used to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they, they had a bunch of weird issues. Uh, the other thing about these machines, all of them were cranked up to. Uh, their their dip hard. switches were set for hard, and so yeah, they want you. That's, off. that's fine they want you off that machine. Yeah, exactly. And they're not. It's not for making right. money. It's for hey, these are all free play, and if this place is packed, we want you to get beat real quick and move Be so moving. someone else can have a turn. Yeah. So these were all set to the highest possible difficulty settings. That being said, I uh, played Miss Pac Man against Kathy Hopkins, who is, I think my second to the finals. Uh, yes. People I had to, to fight. We had two very different strategies. She was all about eating every ghost no matter what and my goal was to clear as many boards as I could and there's right. a there's value in both of those plans. However I think I chose the poor decision because this thing was set so high on the dip switches your very first board in Miss Pac-Man was like turbo just like uh, and you're like holy shit what's going on this should be like level 8 or yeah, 9 yeah. right so anyway I got used to it ended up beating her by one or no for a while there i had a lead of like twenty thousand points i was rocking her world but then she started catching up and eating every ghost and you know as you know every ghost you get if you get the the fourth one you get a thousand points numbers and she starts cranking up those numbers she gets within striking distance within 800 or 900 points one final ghost eating challenge would do it and she's turned them blue she's on her way to eat them Timer was one of those levels where they, they flash real soon and then turn back to normal ghosts. Yeah, a yeah, ghost yeah. died, and I won by a measly <gasps> freaking ghost chomp. Oh, see, that's yeah. how
1: it goes. The Pac sometimes the Pac-Man goes in your favor, sometimes the Pac-Man don't go in your favor. But I I'm sad that I wasn't there because if I had been there, we would have definitely have put on a Starcade type uh performance. Like oh, back on hey, yeah. the the old show. Remember the '80s show, Starcade. That oh, that was so much fun.
0: It's so much fun. It's so stupid. So now. bad though. Have you, you looked at it? Go go back
1: and watch that if you haven't. It's bad. It's really it's, bad. It's bad. All oh, the all the poor kids. None of. So okay. So imagine a time before <laughs> the internet, and be, uh, imagine a time before everybody had. TikTok and everything else, everybody's gotten pretty savvy about being in front of a camera. Back yeah. in the 80s, in Starcade, nobody had any experience being in front of a camera, and we all act like a bunch of doobs. Yep. Right? We yep. were walking around, a bunch of galoobs bunch walking of galoobs. around trying to yep. explain why arcade games mean something to us. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. We didn't know what to say. It was, we didn't know. It was fantastic. We
0: didn't know. This, thing, and, this method of extracting our cash, We thought it was something more than that. And I still think that. But there's Tron. Yeah, look at Tron. There's Bubble Bobble. Got a little Journey. Remember the Journey video game?
1: Oh, man. Yes. The host was bad, too, by the way. He was really creepy. Let's see what he sounds like.
0: (laughs) I want to hear this guy talk. Hold on. Here we go. He's no Mark Summers. No, he's chasing those boys. Can you skip ahead?
1: Pick. Let's see, I'll pick Star Trek, please. Star Trek,
0: good game. Okay, and we'll ask our resident Trekkie to tell us about that.
1: Resident Welcome Trekkie. aboard, Captain. Command the Starship Enterprise on a Star Trek adventure. Your mission is to... Oh
0: my gosh, can we just sit and watch these over again? Can we yes. just do
1: that? they're so terrible, but they're also so much fun. Oh man. Play yeah. and, uh, is, uh, Where is it like, uh, you can watch all these episodes somewhere. I forget where I... YouTube's got it last YouTube or archive.org, or maybe I was watching a feed on Twitch. I don't know, but man, if you never checked out Starcade, it's amazing. Twitch uh,
0: Twitch marathon did a lot, not too long ago. And if you want, I'm looking at it right now. The, uh, yeah, it looks like YouTube's got everything so you can get it. there.
1: Yeah, there you go. I Might have to go watch that. You will not, you will not be riveted, but you will be lulled to sleep possibly with the comfort of (laughs) old entertainment
0: yeah, you'll be.
1: That's a way of putting it, <laughs> right? Is uh, that's one way to put it. Yeah, but uh, Starcade, yeah. uh it was a thing, and we need to do, we need to do something about it. Yeah, right? I agree.
0: I think that if I don't
1: know what isn't it is isn't tech TV coming back? Isn't that a thing during uh, this time of our our that tech we're doing TV, stuff?
0: No, tech TV. Well, tech TV is like early aughts, wasn't it? Like yes, oh, early aughts. Yeah, and this thing was like
1: ninety something. 80s something I thought. Oh, 80 maybe. It yeah, I think
0: uh, it
1: goes as far as G4 is back because that reason why I was talking about it is I was th- I was remembering cheat on uh, was it G4 or Tech TV? I guess it doesn't matter at all. Kind of like all end up being oh you know what's great though. Right, one of
0: the games they played here was Zor, which my dad built Zor. That was a game we built. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. He used to build Zor machines. Yeah, so if y'all want to see what Zor was, uh, but your dad took. Your dad took pride in his machines. He took he pride would, in his machines. Yeah, we built. He wouldn't allow machines. a loose stick. Starcade episode three. Oh no, episode. Wait, uh, yeah, episode three, 34. Oh my gosh, there's tons of these. 34.
1: Oh, there's so many of them. Right. I went, like I said, I watched it for like a good day and a half. One, one week. I forget what I was doing. Nothing apparently. I'm into <laughs> Nothing it with my life. I'm into it because I had a combination of like trivia.
0: Like a regular game show. And then they would actually have to go compete on the games themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and I'm telling you, man, the interviews are the most painful thing you've ever watched (laughs) in your life. These poor kids. These kids, man. These kids are just like,
0: well, they're us now. They're these, you know. Yeah. These guys are all 40s and 50s now. Yeah, Yeah. And they probably look back on this and just go, oh, shit. Look at me. Oh, my God. Yeah. But you know what? It's time. Let's bring it back. All right, hey Brian, tell back. me about uh, you went to Ohio. I've only been to Columbus, but uh, I, I really like that uh, that state. And you picked up a Sega Saturn, and I want to kick you in the shins for it because I love my Saturn and I miss it. So how to? Yeah, go.
1: yeah, I picked up. Yeah, so I went to Ohio. We, uh, Zoe, uh, she is playing. That's my daughter. She was playing in the high school percussion indoor, and so they went and went up there and did that. But while she was doing that, I was like. I'm gonna sleep out to the game swap. It was a retro game store up there. I don't have any game swap. I don't have any like cool stores where I live at. No retro stores, but uh, Ohio had several of them. I stopped at one. The first one I stopped at was called Game Swap, and then I stopped at a second one. And that experience was not nearly as good as my first experience with Game Swap. Mm. When I went into Game Swap, I felt like there were gamers there. They were the the uh, the manager or owner, whoever he is, the guy that I dealt with was uh, an old Blockbuster employee and he had you know he, he regaled us with stories of how when he left Blockbuster he you know he purchased several things like the, you know the rental equipment that you used to could get and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. you could tell that everything you could tell that a gamer owned this store mm. and that pleased me greatly and uh, I ended up buying the Sega Saturn from there, and several other games, saw so, uh, uh, Sonic One 2, uh, the NBA Jam. Super oh, yeah. stoked about that one. Yeah, the
0: Jam, the um, Sega Saturn version of Jam was great
1: because it had um, yeah. really good sound on it. It was fantastic. But actually, I bought those for the Genesis. I actually did. He actually didn't pick up any of the uh, Saturn games oh. because he didn't have any good Saturn games that I really oh, wanted.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, the only ones that are any good are as follows: Bomberman. <laughs>
1: And that's <laughs> and we played that one it. on here. It, we, I agree. We did. We did. Now, I'm looking at trying to get some Saturn games. In the meantime, this is what kind of... Oh, wait, before you go on, tell
0: people what you paid for it. What does a Saturn go for these days to go find a used Saturn? What do you
1: pay? I, this guy This guy lovingly cared for this thing, and it was $150 for the console and a controller, power, video cable, all that good stuff. That's about what you're going to pay on eBay plus shipping. Uh, most times, but the considering that the guy actually warranted it, and he said I could send it back within so many days if it, you know, if it broke, I could mail it back to him. So that was kind of cool. You know, that was kind of cool. Plus, I could see it; I could visually see that. Oh, this is good. Flipped it over, said, "Okay, that's good." So, not the a great black deal, one or the gray one. Deal. There's
0: a silver one and a black one. Which which ones you get?
1: Right, I got the black one. Oh, good. That's the only one to get. Yeah, this is one I like. Now, if you've never seen a Sega Saturn, here it is, right here, and I'll describe it on uh, on stream here. Uh, it's a disc-based system. Yeah, takes Genesis cartridges, has, though. By the way, yeah, and it'll take these carts back here. I, can you actually play the Genesis game I, back there? I, I used it. was always something they they wanted to do, but they never did. That oh. you m- mostly put like uh, like memory expansions because we're going to talk about this today too. This takes a. Um, a pro action replay memory card that you can put here so you can you can expand your memory which will allow you to soft mod this thing so that you can play burnt disc which is fantastic because if you know cds don't survive as long as cartridges no so they're this they're getting more and more scarce and eventually this uh this little <sighs> this laser may die and everything else. And there's like, uh, there's actually a laser replacement that you can get and put a little solid state drive in there eventually. But sure. for now, I'm just trying to get this thing modified so that I can burn my own disc. I'm going to try to pick up at least a few of the fighting games. This thing was really good at the the fighting games 2d 2d games in particular they were very very good on there yeah yes so that's that's what that's i'm pretty excited about this sega saturn find uh
0: but i was gonna gonna say about that back back cartridge i might or cartridge slot i might be thinking of my cdx which always reminds me of that being in the rear because i had a genesis slot in the rear that's probably what i'm thinking of
1: right Um, i think you may be right and is this the um, sound it makes i'm
0: I'm gonna play some sound you tell me if this is what the sound makes when it starts up because it's important here
1: Is that your is that your startup? That I don't know. I haven't started it up yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started it up yet. I don't have no games. I don't got nothing to put it. In. I I just plugged it in. We plugged in and showed me when I was at the thing, but uh, since I've gotten it home, I haven't plugged it in and done anything. Um, they had so he had a few discs, but they were all like you know the, the they were all like a hundred or more. It was it's fair prices for what you would expect. Yeah. But all the games he had were really expensive or games I didn't really want for a price I didn't really want. So I, I said, well, let me see if there's another retro store in here. And sure enough, there was another retro store up in uh, up in Ohio yeah. that I went to. Yeah. This one was like the opposite of the experience I had with my gamer friend at GameSwap. Instead, this guy, I walked the door, didn't talk to me, didn't look up. I was walking through his, his place. He had stuff everywhere. Mm. He had tons of games and just all kinds of... Way more stuff than the first store. Hmm. He had way more stuff. But he was on the phone the entire time I was there talking to his buddies, talking about all the great things that he was purchasing and how much he was selling them for. And he picked up this one game, and it was making him half a million dollars. And everything he talked about the entire time, I was like, this guy doesn't even like gaming. Hmm. This guy wants to make money off nostalgia mm. and i'm like i just felt dirty and i had to leave mm. i mean i'm fine if you, you it's fine it's fine if it you, wanted, fine. If you want to do it that way if sure. that's what if that's what pleases you sure that's fine sure but i wanted to go where the gamers were Yeah, <laughs> i don't mind i don't mind paying the price i don't mind paying the fair price yeah i just didn't i didn't i didn't, I didn't want to give that guy any money i just didn't i just didn't want because all all was Tim was just money
0: I hate to say this because I don't I don't like to bring up controversial stuff on the show but you basically just perfectly encapsulated my problem with the NFT world because I don't have a problem with valuing art or art in itself or any of that I like to be around people who appreciate art for all the reasons that I think you should appreciate art. I don't right. want to be around a bunch of people who just see it as a commodity with a price on it. I hate that.
1: Yeah. So because to me, we love those things. Yeah. To we me, you just described art.
0: that. That was like a perfect analogy. I've been yeah. hard. I've been having a hard time coming up with one. You may have just provided one. Nice job. Well, done. excellent.
1: Yeah. 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 But like I said, other game stores I'm not going to name because it's not. You know, it's fine that people want to make money off things. Capitalism, yay. It yeah. just made me feel dirty. If he had if he, if he had just stayed off the phone the whole time, I probably I would have never known. Yeah. And I would have just went and bought my stuff and left. But I was like, I ain't buying nothing here because all feels it, feels it still feels gross. I feel yeah. like I feels to take gross. a shower. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah,
0: so there you go. Well I hope I hope this thing ends up being a good investment for you. I loved the Saturn despite its problems. Uh yeah. There was a lot to like about it. I mean, hell, it was the last time my wife really played any kind of verses with me in any game and it was for yes. bust a move. Bust a ult-
1: move! That's a great game. What That's called? what I should it, get.
0: It was Bust a Move something. Anyway, it was like the it was the best version of that game. It was basically Bubble Bob or Bubble. What the hell's that called Bubble? in Japan? It's a different yeah. name. Anyway, we played that, and she oh man, if there was ever a time my wife would leave me, it was when we were playing that game because she would get yeah, so yeah. pissed when I would beat her in that. So I have a lot of found memories
1: of that time. And it's it's sad, <laughs> but. You know, all these disc-based systems are, they're very much more problematic than your cart-based systems, and I was hesitant to even buy this Sega Saturn. And I did kind of, I, I kind of glossed over what I really did. I went to that first store, and I left, but I wouldn't shut up about the Sega Saturn. Mm. And so my significant other said, oh. go back and get it. Yeah. And I was like, nah. And then I started talking about it again. She said, go back, I'm buying it for you, shut up. So yeah. she gave me some shut-up money. Shut-up money. That's how you it's play that mo- game.
0: Oh, I like that money. Shut-up money is mm-hmm. my favorite money.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to get it, but she said, if, if you get it, will you shut up? I was like, mm-hmm. I sure will. The whole rest <laughs> of
0: the way home, you drove, right? So you're just the whole rest of the way home.
1: Brian, shut the hell yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mention the thing one more time after that, other than thank you very much. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I never could. If I could never afford a Sega Saturn. and it. it at that time and i really wanted one and it just never happened and so this is literally fulfilling a lifelong dream of getting to play the sega Saturn. that's it right. and i'm done the second said, thank to you la- so much
0: the second to last commercial uh yes. console product from sega oh yes that's Aww. a bummer all right well on that note let's move ahead and do this right here Play game game. All right, you guys line up. It's time for you cheaters to get a moment in the spotlight. Okay. Yeah, cheater, cheater. Pumpkin cheater, eaters. cheater. All you pumpkin eaters out there, get ready. We're about to talk about your favorite shit. Um, I'm going to play another yeah. one of these bad commercials just to get us in the mood. There's,
1: uh, almost every Game Genie commercial is
0: bad. They're all bad. Now, this one I like because they went full Bill and Ted. Okay, so here, yes. here's this
1: Yo, video game dudes, talk to me excellent game genie from galoo the awesome video game enhancer for your nintendo entertainment system
0: okay so that's them you know going bill
1: and Teddy up <laughs> how they didn't get sued for that and continued to use the excellent they for use game it a genie. ton I'll never know. yeah
0: they totally did and they kind of dressed like them and did this whole thing and yeah. all these commercials feature different you know quote-unquote teenagers being all bill and teddy But that one in particular was very egregious. Then they got kind of, some of them were short and sweet, like this Genesis one. Let's know this.
1: Something incredible is happening that will give Sega Genesis even more power. Game Genie now works with your Sega Genesis system in most games, like Sonic the Hedgehog, Kid Chameleon, Toe Jam and Earl. Game Genie for Sega Genesis. Excellent. They still did the excellent. <laughs> they still did the excellent <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing. I was about to say that is so much better, and then they had to end it with excellent. excellent. Right. Did they just secretly want to name it the like uh, the 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 game dude or something? Because I mean, it, they were not leaning into the Galoob Game Genie brand.
0: No, it was I mean, all about just hey, it's the '90s, things are radical, would, man.
1: Let's do yeah. this. Yeah. Why wouldn't you have a genie in your Game Genie commercial? And you know. I'm here to grant you. I mean, you could you could get a a wrestler. It was, yeah. This was the time of of big time wrestling. I yeah, mean, you could have had Ric Flair going, "Oh, you
0: got three wishes, br- brother." Yeah. And they, Woo! And just, <laughs> these commercials write themselves, but for whatever reason, they right. decided it was all about slacker dude culture, and that's what
1: they. Yeah, were. I guess that was specifically. I could I could definitely see it aimed at the Genesis dudes, but I really don't think that. Played exactly the same to the NES people. I don't feel like NES gamers were bro dudes. Really, that was more of Sega's thing, right? I
0: don't know. Like the '90s, early '90s commercials, like that old Met. When we did our Metroid episode, we have that Metroid Super Metroid up uh, commercial for the SNES, right, right, uh, right. Version of that, and they were definitely dipping into like blast processing territory. It was real. I think there was a real. I don't. Know if, I don't know if you could point to Sega and say you're the reason for this shift in marketing. Maybe they are. Right. Um, But whether they are or aren't, there was definitely a shift into more. Instead of just going, "This game is cool," and here are the reasons they are cool, and (laughs) instead it became, "Whoa, radical!" And then everyone started doing it. Yeah, but then Sega got weird toward the end of the nineties, where they started like, you know, you'd pick up a dead rat and use it to do something, and then a a a frog would talk, and you know, you know what I mean? Like it got really (laughs) surrealistic and like drug induced toward toward the we end.
1: We really there, did. We really got really we were a little lost in the 90s, but that's fine. That was just you know, it was it was going through a phase. We yeah. were going through a phase, especially with uh with gaming. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Game Genie came along like what? Like early 90s. It was a, and it was primarily originally kind of really focused on the NES, which was starting to get a little bit older, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you'd mm-hmm. you'd play your NES games, but you like the commercials say you got to get your games out of the closet it was like now we've got
0: it was like putting your uh, cartridges in traction though to make it work with
1: that slot it was like a big old nightmare yeah yeah the game genie for the game genie for the nes and the game boy because as we know nintendo is not prone to play well with others and so um they didn't make it easy for uh, the Game Genie, Gloob, or you know mm-hmm. Codemasters, however you want to go back to the beginning, Codemasters or Comerica. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to make it easy for none of those guys. And so they kind of always made that stuff difficult on purpose. And it's kind of scary too with the Game Genie for the NES. I don't know. What, did, you, did you have one?
0: I did not have one. No. Never dipped my toe into a, the cheaters sphere. Never
1: did it. I had a friend who had one. And I remember thinking, no. Because when you put it in there, because it was, I was like, no, man, this is gonna break your equipment. I'm a, I'm a old school lover of the, you know, the technology, and so you stuck your little, you stuck your little, uh, uh your, your adapter in there, your Game Genie adapter to into your NES, your front loader, yeah, we got flippy little flip up, and yeah. you know when you put a game in there, a regular cart, you'd push it down and it would lock into the pins. That's mm-hmm. cool. Not with the Game Genie, you just stuck it in there, kind of. Halfway sticking out, and you put the part on the end of it. And yep. ooh, that was dirty. <laughs> that I was didn't dirty. care for that at all. I
0: didn't like no. that either. It felt really, really hackery, which maybe was the point. I don't know that they were trying to, you know, yeah. market on or whatever. But things got easier with the Genesis and SNES because you had these, you know, back load, you know, plug it into the top of the thing. You had a little more room there to kind of fiddle and uh, yeah. create stuff. So here, so there's one right there. Brian's got in his hands the Game Genie yeah. for the Genesis. Uh, Have you tried it? Have you
1: messed with it? This is the Game Genie by by Galoob, and you'll notice on the front of this cart, there is a Sega Genesis uh, label on there. That's because, unlike Nintendo, who sued Galoob uh, in Comerica uh, over their little adapter, um, Sega said, no, no, come on, we'll brand this thing, make some money off of it. Well, this is after the lawsuit, so hey, why not? Sure. what are they going to do? They they know they they see the writing. They see the writing, and they say this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And they did. And this fits into your cart, your Genesis. There's no bending. No, it's a good fit. It fits well. If you've never seen one of these pass through devices, they're called cheat. Devi- we we usually call them cheat devices, but actually, their actual name is video game enhancer. Yeah,
0: enhancers, whatever.
1: And it kind of it, it does enhance some stuff. It does. Look, so, if you're
0: it, let, let's say okay, this is the use case which I kind of agree with. You buy a game. I don't know, Castlevania, right? Right. You stick it into... Hard as hell. Sure, it's hard. You put it in the machine, and you play real hard, and you finish that game, and you did it without any help. It was great. You really appreciated the fact that you did it. Well done. Um, You got your money's worth. Well, what if you got a little more money's worth if you had a game genie, and then you put that in between there, and now, even though you've already beat it, now you can just go screw off do some second runs with some unlimited lives, yeah. or do some you know weird stuff with the turbo fire or whatever. Like you can go, right. you can go to uh, new heights with the thing. I think that's fine. Nothing
1: wrong with that. I you think bought it's, the game, I do think it. It's, I think it's brilliant, and I think it probably helped at least a few people keep out their NES a little bit longer. Because yeah, if you got Castlevania, we're talking about all. We're talking about an era when there weren't saves necessarily and you might be using codes or you might be using batteries that are on uh, the carts themselves Mm -hmm. and so the fact that you could cheat with these game genie pass-through devices and we'll kind of get into how these actually work very shortly uh but you could do stuff like uh you could just start at any level so if you're playing castlevania and you don't want to have to play through the whole game again but you never beat like whatever and for whatever for reasons you didn't have passwords or battery saves or whatever you could just pop in your game genie oh i don't know if you even pop it in you just jam it in there <laughs> yeah and bend your pins uh and then you could you could do it yeah uh, you could so do it and you got i, I just think you
0: got more out of your 30 bucks than the initial 30 bucks if you had this thing on the back end here's yeah. the thing about this device and devices like it which we'll talk about in a sec uh they're kind of ingenious in a way like today you hear about rom hacking and rom hacks and that sort of stuff Yes. super common people do it all the time well really that's what this was but the software to hack the ROMs was on the in-between device and yeah. that in-between device would be programmed to handle certain games that's also a problem because as far as I know there was no like way to update these things so you oh. could come out with like 15 new games and there weren't codes for right. them yet not necessarily some games did some games right. didn't
1: but so what Let's backpedal just a little bit here. Yeah. We have the game genie, which I'm holding up now. If you yeah. haven't seen it, it looks like it looks like just a, one of the old EA sports game carts. It's about that size. You're familiar, familiar with the Sega Genesis. Yeah. In addition to getting a game genie, you would also get this nice little book. Uh it's not real thick, but they they would usually have, you know, maybe a hundred or more game codes that you could use for different games. Sure, um, not game codes, more than hundred games worth of different codes you could use for each one now when you did this you could also subscribe in the back of the book for i think it was quarterly updates so you'll see that number two there yeah order form two when i if i sent this off to the gloobs yeah. they would send me an update for more codes for yeah. games as they come out yeah yeah so you could also program your own games codes as well in this the game genie used uh, so uh eight weird. yeah eight digit codes yeah right like but I love this book man I had to get the book like I you can find uh you can find these Genesis game genies on eBay for might be like 40 bucks uh but I had to have one with the game code uh game codes because I just wanted to see because there's some things in here to that describe like let's let's take a look real quick each one of these game code sections would have stuff like Extra lives, you know, and and level selects and different cheats for each of the particular games. But they would also describe in like a little paragraph, uh, you know, about the game and how it works. Like, here's the Pac-Mania game paragraph real quick. Uh, Let's see. The graphics on this 16-bit version blew away. Anything you've seen in earlier Pac-Man games, beware the athletic jumping monster, the light green ghost that will jump with you kill. And you will try to jump over him. Hmm. PACM code seventeen gives you plenty of time to chomp all the ghosts. Yep. So yep. if you had had this at, if you had a had this at the, um,
0: <laughs> if I had had it in Vegas, I would have won sooner. In Vegas, is what you're saying? Yeah, you could have won. You could have totally won. Hmm. Uh, well, the game yeah, here's the problem. The game I lost in in the end was a uh, Super Street Fighter Three, which would have never right. been on a game a game genie
1: pass through ever. But but yeah, um, right. not, like, shooting, like, no, sorry, not it, Street Fighter it Three. It wouldn't apply, it, it Fighter, wouldn't apply to, or, to arcade games, but certainly I. Almost every game Alpha 3 that, that exists, mm-hmm. almost every game that exists in the eight and the 16 bit era that these game genies were active on, most of them were able to you know be modified in some way or another uh, by a game genie. There was a few exceptions like later in the life, like when the Super Nintendo came out, they had some uh, the way the memory was saved and the, where they put the memory at. It yeah. got a little more complicated, yeah. right? Yeah, because that's what we're talking about. ROMs. Plus Nintendo. ROM Nintendo
0: was not down with this. They didn't like this. They thought it was uh, no. intrusive and bad, and just like you'd think they would think today about things like this. Yeah, and they actively they, sort
1: of fought against that. They did not want that. They sued. They sued uh, Galoob and Comerica, the Canadian uh, distributor of the Game Genie at the time. By the way, Codemaster. We know those guys, right? Yeah, we love we love the Codemasters. They're they're the ones who did these these deals yeah they sued uh in they in just got bought by this. the way ea owns them now i think code yes they i i think you're right yeah. uh, but they but nintendo is is was expected codemaster knew this well mm. they knew that nintendo was gonna sue and mm. sure enough they sued galoob but nintendo did what did nintendo didn't do is they didn't realize or maybe they did Third largest toy company in America <laughs> was Galoob. Yeah. They had some pockets, yeah, right at the time. And yeah. so Nintendo came with their lame ass. Uh, you can't use this because it's derivative works. Mm. So you're you're breaking our uh, you know our copyrights because you're making derivative works. Yeah. And Galoob is like, nah, man. All we're doing is you know we're just allowing the users to like. Turn to the page of a book instead of having to start at the beginning of the book, they can flip to the end of the book or the third chapter or fourth chapter. And uh, of course, uh, Galoob won that case, and yeah, Nintendo had to pay delay fees of about I think about fifteen million dollars to Galoob because yeah, it took about a year for them to kind of work through that stuff, and so they delayed it for a minute in North America. But then uh, we got we got it we got the game genie in Nintendo. Your suit didn't work.
0: Yep, your suit didn't work. And just like gamers now, win. Yep, gamers always win. We'll always find a way. Okay, gamers find a way. That's the rule.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that like guy's life. Got order form too. Well, see that. Look at that guy. I, yeah. I, th- I think he has the he has the gold one. I think the gold. No, he's got the same code book I have. Yeah. And there's the supplemental. These suits. are the supplemental. Those yeah, actually code yeah.
0: updates. These are basically patches.
1: <laughs> they were essentially patches. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Which at the time yeah. I remember thinking that was rad. Like. It Whoa, was their updates and they come in the
1: mail? What's this about? It's such a weird thing. But. Right. You bought the Game Genie and they, they kept sending you stuff. And you also find codes in magazines. So you, you get your gamer magazine and uh, there would be Game Genie codes in there that hadn't been published yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, how cool is that? It's pretty cool. I'm going to say it's cool. I believe it's cool. And you know what else, Scott? What else, Brian? Now, these Game Genies were kind of simple. Mm-hmm. compared to the ones we're gonna talk about just in a minute, the Game Shark Pro. I mean, yeah. sorry, the Game Shark and the Pro Action Replay. Right. Uh, the Game Genie was very simple. You just uh, you you plug this into your, your machine. Well first of all you plug it into cart and then you plug that into your machine. Yeah. How's
0: that fit by and, the way? Nice tight fit
1: or what? Oh nice nice tight fit on the top of this specific the specifically the one I have the, yeah. the Genesis one. Yeah. it looks like it looks like the you know the pins inside your Sega Genesis. Sure. You just plug it in there. Like a nice, snug fit so it doesn't rock back and forth. Plug that into your machine. And then when you turn on your machine, you'll get a code screen, which I find very satisfying. It's got rows of, of blank entries for you to enter your codes into. And they have like a little sword it's like a little sword. It makes you feel like a pirate of some sort. Oh! And you choose your. You, you'll go through your little alphabet there, and you type in your little code, and then you can fire up your system. If you turn on this little switch on the side of the uh, Genesis Game Genie, it yeah. allows you to uh, activate those codes. And then once you get in t- inside the game, you can start cheating your butt off. Yeah, yeah, cheat, but cheat away.
0: Don't don't you, hold back. Don't let yourself be stopped by. You know, things like common sense or your desire to have an honest life. Just cheat. Go ahead.
1: So what what it would do, okay, so what you could do in addition to using the game codes that were in the book and in magazines and in supplements, you could just fiddle-faddle around until you found a cool cheat. Let's say you find a cool cheat. Suddenly you figure out, oh, I can make Sonic yellow. You can write in to Galoob and tell them this code. Yeah, and they may publish would they it. credit you? No, no, But you might see it in the magazine.
0: Yeah, they may never credit you. That yeah. was the deal back then. Nobody credit. There was no, you know, creator content. Are you kidding? <laughs> what do you? What do you? What do you? Crazy?
1: That didn't. Happen. What are you crazy? But anyway, I did. I cheated my butt off with this uh, game genie cart on uh, Sonic specifically here recently, uh, like this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yesterday, because I didn't get in until yesterday.
0: Because because years free. ago, when this stuff was new, you and I were not, for whatever reason, you and I never had this or did this. No, right?
1: not, not back in the day, I didn't have one. My friend had one. Um, these things were not cheap. Uh, I think the ones for the Genesis when I had a Genesis, I think were somewhere around 70 to 80 dollars. And 70 80 dollars back then, it was like a lot now. So, I mean, it was a uh, yeah, you know, it was quite expensive. But what you the the what you're getting though is pretty cool. Yeah. Because you can reactivate oh, so you know, let's say you went and spent forty, fifty dollars on like, you know, each one of your carts and you haven't been playing them in a year and suddenly you're like, Oh, I can go back, but if I get this game genie, one time fee of like fifty, sixty dollars, eighty dollars, I think is what I remember being. Yeah. You can just get in there and you can so I mean it's it's it's, you know. Given your games new life. If Bill and Ted, fake Bill and Ted, have taught me anything, you, you got to be excellent to one another. No,
0: you do. Yeah, fake Bill and, and so, Ted know yeah. everything, and I, I trust those guys. So let's talk about Game Shark for a second, because Game Shark was uh, a whole different animal in terms of uh, at least what they wanted to do.
1: Um, right. So the Game Shark started. Uh, what year was that? That was. It was. It was towards the about the time. Okay, so the the game shark had actually been around for a while because they tell, um, another UK company, uh, Codemasters was as well. This is where all this stuff seems to start at. Mm-hmm. and uh, they uh, they they started kind of kind of creeping in on uh, the game genie market, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm trying yeah. to find I can't find a date, but it's it's early on and ma- and mainly was kind of well, it was tail end of the of the cart years. Right. Uh, this was
1: definitely 90s. This was this was mostly during the 90s. Yeah. Now there was a lot of sh- cheating going on before then, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't in the mainstream. Yeah, right. Not no, the mainstream cheating. Was, exactly. Yeah. So if you had the
0: Sony PlayStation One or an Xbox, the original Xbox or a Nintendo console of some sort, you probably remember the Game Shark. The Game Shark was a thing. They yeah. even had a TV service or an online TV
1: service. Do you they, remember this? They had several services. Detail, uh, tell, detail, tell, like to make. They wanted to do a whole bunch of stuff. They did peripherals. They did this whole online thing like you're talking about. I think it was the N64 mm-hmm. adapter that allowed you to actually log in and uh, use a keyboard and you could l- limitly, you could look at a few things on the internet. It had a number you dialed into. You paid a monthly fee. Uh GameShark was really trying to do everything. Game yeah. Genie was very specific, right? Game Genie was just uh, ROM modifications, essentially, or right play th- uh, pass through kind of like this thing was
0: like that, system. but also, hey, do you want to sign up for a service? And if you do, yes. it's a little like
1: cable TV, except all it is
0: is codes and shit. It was a little you more ambitious. I, I feel like it. I feel like it was doomed uh, from the get go. But it was right. in some ways very forward thinking about the way
1: we think of services now. Right. Um, so yeah, that was an to me an interesting thing. Right. To me, uh, to me, what Glue was doing with the Game Genie didn't really feel like they were trying to uh, cheat yeah. as much as as the Game Shark. The Game Shark is a lot. The Game Shark and the uh, action replay devices they did a lot more. They allowed you to 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 create codes easier. They really weren't managing. What people were doing. They were just giving those devices out there, and those devices could really do some nefarious yeah. hacker. Oh, yeah. Shit. Big time. So, <laughs> people still use that thing to do weird stuff on PCs and stuff. Like the Game Shark is freaking right, weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were really getting into the deep stuff. I mean, like even the PlayStation 1. PlayStation 1 came out and it had a port on the back, and the Game Shark came along and said, We're going to stick something right in there. Boom. Yeah. And, uh, and so PlayStation then had to go, Okay, okay, guys. Yeah. No, I got to get rid of that port. Yeah. Because, and they would do, uh,
0: they had this thing where you could take, I remember this back then uh, with the Wipeout, the original Wipeout from Cygnosis, right. the racing game. And that game had amazing uh, music tracks on it, really great techno and stuff for the time. Um, and you could actually play a PlayStation disc in your car CD player. Yes. No problem. It just did it. Just don't play track one because that was data and it was really loud and would like wreck your speakers but the rest of the tracks on that disc would just play like music. I knew friends who were taking game shark PlayStation one game sharks and had figured out a way to they, I don't know how they did it, but they got, they were yeah. pulling tracks off. Now we think of this now and kind of yeah. laugh because everybody can burn whatever. But at the time that was not even heard of and it right. seemed impossible. They were pulling those music tracks out of that thing and then sharing it with their friends
1: via yeah, yeah. other
0: discs or whatever. And Sony was like, no, we can't be having that. Can't be right, doing that.
1: Right. Yeah. See, if 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 the if the industry at large had a said, okay, Glue's figured out a way, and they're, for the most part, playing nice with us, yeah. right? They've made relationships with uh, Sega. They There's rumors they tried to make relationships with Nintendo. And, of course, Nintendo said, get lost. We're going to sue you now. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, this, then there's the Game Shark, and they're like, uh, no, man, we'll just do whatever we want to do. And we'll, uh, with if, if, if people, if we want to give the tools to the people to steal and rip and take and, and do whatever they want, we're going to do it. Yep. And so they did. And they did. And, uh, boy, yeah. And I, like I said, Galoob had a really big, uh, marketing department. They were the number three toys, man. Uh, Seller, who's that behind Hasbro and
0: Mattel? Hasbro and Mattel were the yeah, yeah, Hasbro and
1: Mattel were the top two, okay, and then uh, Galoob was right behind that. Um, and so you know, they tried, they they you know, had they had the corporate attitude, they didn't want to get in any lawsuits or anything, they just wanted to sell their product and move along now, move along, (laughs) yeah. And so they uh, you know, that was that they should have the industry should have just said yeah, because they had the advertising Mm -hmm. because. Unless you were in the know or in the video game stores or had friends who were doing all this stuff, the Game Shark and the pro action replay, not as much in your face. No. It, not a lot of marketing. You kind of you was at the store and you'd see this on the shelf and you'd get it. As a matter of fact, I remember all that confusion back in the day for me because I was like, What is a game shark? Yeah, I remember that. That's too. some kind of yeah, it's like is that some kind of memory uh, something? Because it looks like just like a little memory card. I thought I it was when I first saw Game, Game Shark. I
0: thought it was a cartridge full of games. That's what I thought they were, and they right. weren't obviously. But that was my first impression. It was like, oh, were they selling like a like a combo pack, three or four games on a yeah. thing? And I'm like, oh no, this is like the freaking
1: Game Genie. It's the same deal, except. It, but if it, 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 did it feel dirty to you? Like I felt like I remember I remember the feeling I had of the Game Shark back in the day. I felt like. I don't think I want to avoid my warranty. Hmm. Nah, I don't know what this thing does. Yeah.
0: By the way, that yeah. uh, 1996, the Game Shark won the uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly (EGM's) best peripheral of 1996, oh, right behind goodness. the Sega Saturn analog controller. The big old pizza nice. plate thing, yeah, remember that thing? Woo boy!
1: Yeah, the Sega Saturn analog controller is pretty sweet. Man. It's a beast, it's, dude. It's, it's such a pretty beast. sweet.
0: They were always chasing the controller dream. Those poor guys. Like and yeah. I always think of this is a whole separate issue and not tied to Game Genies or Sharks or anything. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is. But back then, you were always watching Sega have a good time. But then yeah. a competitor would say. Oh, yeah? Well, what if we had four face buttons and shoulder buttons and analog... Or no, shoulder buttons. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, we're going to do the six-button controller. It doesn't come with the Genesis, but hot damn, you're going to want to buy these extra, everybody. Okay, cool. Now we're up to par. Wait, they've got a what? An analog stick? What the hell is that? Shit, we've already made all these... (laughs) <laughs> these Saturns with these six button controllers we thought were so awesome. And now they're oh. talking about analog sticks. What the hell is that? So they got to make a big pizza controller looking thing with an analog stick on it yeah. that nobody buys because it doesn't come with the damn box. Like they were always stuck in
1: this funny little space of, ah, got to keep up, got to keep up, you know? Yeah. It, it was, uh, the whole industry was kind of like out of place during that time. Mm-hmm. And the only people that were, had their heads about them, was Sony, and they just walked sort through of, with the PlayStation. Had to, they, had to and, be, they
0: had to play catch-up with uh, the N64 controller-wise, because that thing launched with no analog sticks, just right. D-pad and, and face four face buttons, and then, you know, they right. doubled up on your shoulder buttons, but that was really the only innovation there. Then the N64 comes out, and then I remember when that first DualShock came out, again, separate peripheral yeah. for PS1s, yeah. you had yeah. to buy it separately, and I remember going, man, these are awesome, but no one's buying them, so... Because you don't ever have one to one purchases. And as a result, right. uh the game
1: support for that dual was
0: abysmal. It was terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I I'm not you know. There's nothing worse than buying a peripheral like that and then finding out there's only gonna be two games uh, oh, I hate uh, Sony, it, dude. Sony PlayStation move.
0: Freaking um, hate it. <laughs> yeah, the move is a good example. I mean everybody's well, done could, this, right? The the what, could, what, Microsoft Microsoft's stupid
1: connect, all that you stuff. You see you hate the connects, but I really felt like Microsoft really wanted to put 100% behind the Kinect. They really were trying. Well, they
0: wanted to. They wanted to.
1: I didn't feel like Sony with their move thing was just like, hey, look, we got some balls and the end of a couple of sticks. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what games you got? Hey, none, none. none. We don't care. You bought the peripheral.
0: <laughs> yeah. But to me, to me, that see, again, that was everyone rushing to go, well, shoot, Nintendo's cleaning up. Yeah. We need to have motion control. And so they scramble to have, con- you know, motion control solutions that were both a little half baked. And yeah, it's yeah. just and, and when they don't I mean, come one to one with the machine you're buying. No one right. buys them enough. That I, it's rare. Look. Okay, here's the example where, it's, where it did work for them was Sony's PlayStation VR for the PS4. Legitimately a successful peripheral that sold like crazy and did really well. Right. It wasn't one-to-one, but it was really good. So maybe we're finally breaking through that because PC players are used to this. They're like, well, I got this Razer mouse this week and week before that I bought a new video card. And you know, we're used to this. But when it comes right. to consoles, nobody ever does. No one ever goes, Oh, well, they should have packed you should have packed it in when it was new. You know? <laughs> it drives me crazy.
1: Anyway. It does. Yeah. But you know what? None of those controllers are uh the NES Advantage or the NES Max. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Now. Neither one of those are those. Tell me because uh, we Oh, okay, go yes. ahead. Keep going. Keep going. I was gonna say we we also included we just piggybacked this one on, uh, just a little extra flavor to our cheat week. Here on Play Retro, we wanted to talk about the turbo button. Because we really obviously yeah. want to talk about peripherals, and we're going to get to it in an episode soon. But uh the turbo buttons is kind of a cheat, right? It's that's a cheat. kind of uh it's yeah, a cheat. turbo mode. hmm You got uh, uh, a, you, lot of, you, you a lot of a
0: lot of uh a lot of games that are emula- or a lot of emulators, I should say, have an option to turn one of your many controller buttons that aren't being used for older games into a turbo button. Right. And yeah, so that's yeah. that's probably not that unusual for people today. But in, in the day, the way you would do it is you'd go buy, like, a third-party controller. They all sucked. So they were mm-hmm. never good. They all sucked. Um, let's say it was it's- Mad Cats or somebody, and there was always a way right. to flip on turbo, which meant if you were playing a shooter, top-down shooter shmup game, instead of whacking on A constantly as fast as you could,
1: you just hold down right. A,
0: and it would rapid fire.
1: Yeah. It cycles through. Ooh. I read a little about this because I was trying to remember – I was like, oh, I remember always having controllers. Usually it was the cheap controllers. Usually yeah. it was like, hey, I got a GameStop-branded controller, and it's got a turbo mode, and it always, I turn it on, I'm like, what does this do? It's making my gaming worse. Turn it off. Uh, and so I was kind of curious. <laughs> and so, like, some of the first things were, like, for the NES, and from what I understood, uh, each second has, like, uh, the, for each 60 seconds. No, I'm sorry. For each second, the NES... Pulls the controllers and, and the button, looking to see if you pressed it. Yeah, sixty times a second. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So if you hit the turbo button, it's even more now. By the way. Yeah, if you hit the turbo button, I think it could. Uh, if if a controller was well, uh, you know, well tuned with the turbo mode, mm-hmm. you know, it could do something like you know, thirty presses in a second or something. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And so it would almost essentially break the game or make the game act goofy oh, or do got things not humanly possible.
0: Yeah, it got glitchy. It got weird. Especially NES games, yeah. they would get they'd be slow down, other issues. Yeah. So it was not advisable yeah.
1: necessarily to always be using that. Um, but they were there. I want to do a deep dive in the turbo button eventually. Probably get to the peripheral stuff. But yeah, like I said, I was doing my initial Kind of look, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's how that works. And then, of course, systems later on, they didn't pull quite as often because I guess they realized, yeah, we don't need to pull 60 times a second. No. So it doesn't break as often. But you could do, like you said, you can, if you don't have a controller with uh, the turbo and you want to try it out, you can always use emulation. Mm. Uh, the, t- uh, there's, there's math my fan way in the it. chat
0: says the NES
1: Advantage. Do you remember this thing? Yes, that was the one I was talking about earlier. the advantage, and then it was the NES Max. The oh, that's advantage right. The advantage was. He says
0: the Advantage had adjustable turbo. I remember that. There'd be
1: like ones with like five Mm -hmm. or six
0: settings for turbo, and that was to kind of get around some of what Brian's talking about.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. Oh, oh, and so, yeah. uh, There's also, I remember reading something about uh, slowing down the games. I've always wondered how that happened because you could, you know, there's a way for the game to actually move slow. And if I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, Play show at gmail.com. But what I read initially was that um, it's basically like cycling on the select or start button, like, you're basically putting the co- the game in pause, like, yeah. really in rapid succession. Mm. And so you, d- you don't see, like, the little menu pop or whatever, but it's literally, like, staggering the frames so it goes a lot slower. Mm. I've never done that. I've never seen it go slow. Mm. You ever done slow mode in any of those I, things? I I, I,
0: I have some vague memory of that, but I don't remember how I did it or how it worked. But I do remember it. Right. I remember, I, by the way, not to be confused with the turbo button that was often on PCs in this era.
1: Oh, PCs. yeah, that's that's, that's hard. a whole different thing, yeah. Whole different yeah, thing. I don't if you google turbo button, you're probably gonna get most of the PC stuff. Yeah, we say turbo button because usually there's a, there's a dedicated button to it. Usually, it's turbo mode, is what yeah. you're looking for if yeah. you're googling it.
0: Yeah, and they were yeah. again, these controllers are kind of garbage otherwise, like they weren't well made. I felt like they were really yeah. janky. I don't remember good. This is funny. I've been around the video game business a long time, and I'm telling you right now, the third-party controller world has been abysmal until recently. Like yeah, yeah. In the last 10 years,
1: we're finally, what do you think I about think, the power? Parody. What do you think about the Power A controllers? The like, uh, Power rem- A, is that what they're called? Remind me. I don't know what those are. Power. A. I, I think is they mostly sell in Walmart, but I've seen other places too. I think it's Power A. Don't freak out. Oh, I'm there they are up now. Uh, wire. Uh, I've I've kind of I've had those. good success with this third party controller, especially with the plugged in stuff. It's mm-hmm. not bad. Hmm. Um, I don't know what the longevity is because I haven't used one of them a lot. You know, sure. there's a lot to be said when you're talking about playing fighting games. That's going to be a lot more brutal. On these controllers, any type of Melee is going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot more brutal on these controllers. I've mostly played, you know, like RPGs and, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's more slow stuff. It's like I'm pressing the button now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gentle looking at on those
0: looking at the Power A controllers and yeah, they're cheap too 29 bucks, 30 bucks.
1: Yeah. Cheap. They sell them at Walmart. They, you know, I, the ones I've had have been fine. I've had some that were like, uh, I, I don't know if they're Nintendo branded, but they're Nintendo colored. Mm. I guess that's as far as they could get away with it right
0: well they've got a switch controller they've got Xbox controllers they have a pro controller for the switch replacement that looks just like pro controllers in fact one of them has Animal Crossing shit on it, so they must have some deal. Oh,
1: maybe, maybe they do have some kind of uh that would tie in with their, and maybe we're probably gonna find out it's probably made of the same plant or something with just lower, cheaper materials or something uh, like that. You know I'm what it sure. could be.
0: Well, it also could be you know they don't they don't respect copyright over in China the way we do, right? Or try but to. you
1: wouldn't think of being to sell it in America, at Walmart. But you know, meh, I whatever. don't know. Maybe I can't they'll tell. sell these. But
0: these ones. these are these are, seem to be okay, pretty
1: beefy controllers, yeah. yeah. I got good, good ratings. Yeah, like I said, I, I, yeah. I haven't had any problems. Like I said, yeah. I also haven't beat one up either. Yeah, It's a good it's point. It's mostly like, it's mostly like, hey, you over here playing with me? Okay, I had I bought a second controller. Here's your power A. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the good one. I mean, good luck. Just in the sponsored
0: list of kind of expanded list that that Amazon has here, there are 157 pages. Nice. of 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 third party controllers, and so I don't know if it's just a combination of. You know, now we're just an embarrassment of riches, and everybody's got a million versions of yeah. everything,
1: or what? But at it's some so point, they got cop- these things. Probably now. Oh yeah, but they just these, got they, better. These things probably cost fifty cents to make, right? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but they got so
0: much better uh, than they used yeah. to be. And uh, now, the nowadays, I have no problem recommending certain. Yeah, uh, I
1: wouldn't buy third any third-party third party controllers back in the day, except for Mad Cats. Yeah. That was the only third party I would ever even consider back yeah. in the day. Even then, they were. Oh, sometimes they, they, they did have issues, but they were usually uh, usually could find out about those issues pretty quickly. And it was usually with just specific models and there was usually very specific fixes for them. So I felt at least pretty comfortable with Cats, and they had a pretty decent warranty that, you know, even if you've made a mistake, it sure. was you could usually figure it out.
0: Now, let me ask you this. I remember this story floating around more of what I thought was kind of a rumor back in the day. Uh, There was a cheat, for example, for uh, Mortal Kombat uh, that was A-B-A-C-A-B-B, and it served as the game's blood and gore toggle. You can turn it on or off there. Yes. That was famous. But I heard there was was some connection with that to Phil Collins, of all people, former Genesis drummer (laughs) Phil Collins. Can you explain what that is?
1: What's the story? Abacab. You remember the Abacab song? Yeah, the Abacab. It's not really based on that, is it, or is it? That's what that's what I've heard. That's, they, they said, and this is in my research, they went along, there was an article on Engadget and they had talked about, uh, they had done some interviews, and sure enough, it turns out that programmers and developers are just like us, and they like to give nods to things they love, especially considering that the the nod they were giving was to the band Genesis. Sure. You remember those, the yeah, Phil Collins fronted British rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, had it been uh, the other just,
0: way, the other way would have been weird, right? If if yeah. Phil Collins would have said, "I'm naming this song after this cool code for getting the blood into Mortal Kombat," like that would have been weird. But having right. it go this I like direction, that, I get it.
1: Yeah, I like I that it. Phil Collins is lets me toggle on and off Gore, <laughs> just like just like in the just like in the song. Yeah. he has. Yeah. yeah, that's what they do. I can feel it come. You know, that's yeah. Shout that's about out. turning the violence on and off. Who? Remember the rumors on that? I do remember that. Yeah, I totally remember that. Yeah. So what, what was it? Somebody had raped his sister, and he saw the guy, and he was on the beach, and a game shark was eating him. I can't remember. Something like that.
0: Something like that. Yeah. There was a game shark. He ate everybody. Game shark to- tornadoes. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about interact for a second. Um yeah. They so didn't weren't they? They marketed the action replay device, but it wasn't there thing right somebody no, else made no. this and then
1: they were like uh, hey we're gonna do this or whatever right interact's a weird a weird thing they are weird. it was uh it was started by a 23 23 year old in 1991 yeah. his name is todd hayes uh he was working in uh the he was working in in, in some part of the game industry and then he got involved in import export
0: mm, like uh really? like the, like george Costanza on seinfeld yep
1: exactly import Mm -hmm. export kind of meaning that he buys products from other countries and they may rebrand them and he also ships them out and stuff so basically just fulfilling regional needs for products and whatever's boring stuff interact was set up basically for that Mm -hmm. and so he was the he was the game they were the game shark interact was the was the game shark seller in america Mm -hmm. and uh that that went on for a while sold out uh to who was it was it Mac? i think i think eventually mad cats purchased i think Interact, so i'm I pretty sure correctly. they bought
0: uh, well they bought action well is that true hold on they were yeah, they, so the action, crazy thing is they were making these things like all the way up through the like dsi era of consoles they were still doing
1: these yes they were Daytel, yeah. who does all the pro action replay and is a it's something that I got to get. That's what I was telling about earlier. I need that Pro Action Replay for my Sega uh, Saturn. It's a like I said, it, it'll, it's going to allow me to soft mod that thing. Um, oh, those here, here are you still... go. Let
0: me give you this final. Yeah. So, uh, Nintendo 3DS XL was the last one they made one for that, and the seventh generation would have been the Wii. So, the Wii in 2012. So right. That's it. They haven't done anything since then, which is kind of a bummer. I don't
1: think they. Yeah, they didn't do anything since because they're not around anymore, right? That's yeah, kind of. They're the... gone. Or. Yeah, or Daytel does some had did some stuff all the way up till didn't they do oh I'm mean, here it was Hyperkin. Uh, you guys who are retro gamers probably know about Hyperkin. Uh, they've actually made uh, a USB device uh, for the PS3 mm. to allow you to do some cheating. Mm-hmm. I think that was the last cheater cheater uh, we saw. Yeah. and that is way that's some old looking that looks like some <laughs> Commodore 64. Yeah. where most of this stuff started <laughs> yeah. with your oh, yeah. peaks and the pokes
0: very early on. This is an Amiga action replay and it had, well, look, it had like a freeze option, a
1: slow-mo option, yeah. like all this kind of and stuff. just in, <laughs> This is in general what all these cheat devices do. Yeah, They just sniff out memory and you do what's called peak and poke. Yeah. You peek and you look in the memory, you find what you're looking for, and then you poke it with something else or you bypass it, you know, yeah. Between wherever sure. so is communicating, so that's just a simplified way of thinking about it. But it's hackery as hell. Like, is hackery is all get out, yeah, man. Yeah, and you can use it for nefarious. You know, you can use it for nefarious reasons. You can, like deconstructing what was oh, yeah. on all yeah. these games, or you could do something like Game Genie, which is what I like. I like the Game Genie because it's basic and it's just
0: yeah. The Game Genie, I think, is more my speed. This other stuff was like, oh, yeah. I can, I can, uh, I can reverse engineer this entire game. Yeah. Or,
1: I'm not saying there's not a reason for action replay or Game Shark. Of course not. I mean if but I've I've found as a gamer, this is just my personal opinion and my personal feeling. The deeper I dive into um the deeper I dive into that kind of thing, like game modifications, game ripping, doing anything where I'm like, you know, digging into the game itself, I end up turning that into the game and I no longer play the game. Yeah. I know. (laughs) The game the game is can I get Can I get this full motion video uh, to play on my device that is on this CD? Can I watch it in a way that it wasn't intended? I like to do that sometimes, but not when I'm specifically trying to play a game. Yeah, totally.
0: Now, on screen right now, I'm showing the PC version uh, of it. It was in 1994. So (laughs) notice the 15-pin
1: VGA connector back there. I love that. It's Got like a looks like a hospital bed remote. It does. It looks I like, like I gotta to move it, my bed up pan. or
0: say my oxygen's low or something. It's yeah. weird.
1: Am I calling the nurse? Nurse. <laughs> Is that all that horrible <laughs> '90s beige bullshit we all thought was great. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I need to cheat. I need to cheat at Doom now. Yeah. yeah,
0: I need to. I need to beat the boss. Someone come stat. Anyway, right.
1: uh, so there you go. What That's, happened to what happened to these cheating devices? You may be asking yourself, where yeah, they all go? Yeah, they, hey, Br- hey Brian, where'd
0: they all go? What happened to them all? I yeah, eight know.
1: bit, sixteen bit era, and in, even into the thirty two bit era, we were you know cheating as best we could. But then came along leaderboards and achievements Ooh. and all this other BS. Online that, connectivity yeah. that people love, yeah. right? Yeah. That's so uh, before you were mostly playing single player or you were playing co-op next to somebody who could see you're cheating, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it wasn't a problem. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm playing single player. I'm the only one cheating anybody here, cheating myself. Like my teacher used to tell me, but also if you were playing co-op, you kind of were sitting next to the person, you could see them cheating. But then we started moving to the online world where you couldn't see people cheating. And we started tracking, you know, achievements and different things. And that made cheating complicated because then by cheating, you're doing more than just enhancing your game. You're enhancing your placement, you right. know, in in the ecosystem of a game. And so, it, they, they, they were bound to be gone. But we had aim, We had a whole era where we did aim bots, and that was, you know, sort of semi acceptable for a while. And then people got mad about it, and so it's just been a fight ever since then. Mm-hmm. And so, is just the, the the gaming ecosystem changed. Yeah. So, yeah, still cheating, there's still cheaters, there's still
0: ways of cheating, but it is no longer a retail product you go buy at the game store. Right. Yeah. It's
1: kind of like we're policing ourselves almost in 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 some ways because yeah. before it was like, "Hey, I want to cheat. Get out of my house. I'm going to cheat here." Yeah. But now that we're like in a, this community area, you can't you can't go cheat. Yeah. You know, we we got to kind of watch each other.
0: Yeah. And I you know, these days I feel like people who have this hackery um Drive. I think they're just buying like you know Raspberry pies and making some cool shit out of it. Like, yeah, it's no longer a a thing to be like I'm going to take a retail product and hack it to pieces. Instead, you're I don't know you're doing other you're doing other things. You're busy. You got stuff to do.
1: And right, uh, and we can get we could get really deep into talking about. Well, there's still cheatness. It's kind of evolved. You know, it's like it's like when you can fly around in Minecraft, and it's like yeah. Yeah, it still exists. That's part of the game, though. There's still But
0: that's not not people hacking it. It, That's just in there as a mode, you know?
1: Yeah. So I feel like there's
0: a lot of that. There's a lot of debugging. Also, you know, we're also talking about a time back then where you couldn't make your own games or levels to things like you can now. But nowadays, you can make just about anything you want out of almost anything Mm. and do it for free.
1: And there's so much th- more interesting things to do than cheating.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and even though, you know, when cheating still happens and you hear, Oh, Overwatch banned 400,000 people today because of a cheat yeah. mod that somebody's been running. So yes, those things still happen, but I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's weird. It's a trolley kind of right. thing. I feel like people hit a certain age and they go, at least the ones that don't scare me hit a certain age right. and then they just t- stop doing it, you know, cause they move on, right. they mature. They're like, okay, well I'm done. I'm done just trying to, to own noobs and something. I'll, I'll spend yeah. my time doing something else. Um, but the, the idea that you could go to a reputable store, walk down an aisle and say, there's a device that will hack and let me cheat. I'm going to
1: buy yeah, that device, yeah. take it home and use gonna, it. It's just a weird right. thing, man. A weird I'm blip gonna in en- history. I'm going to enhance my experience. Now throughout this research this past week, I went from calling this a cheat device to buying into the marketing because they're not wrong. Uh, they never call these cheat devices in marketing. They're called video game enhancers, yeah. and they've had several names, but that was the one that Game Genie kind of landed on and the most popular and well-known. Uh, but it really is a game enhancement because a lot of times what you're doing is you're adding lives. You can actually modify it so that you have fewer lives. You can make a game more challenging yep. in addition to making it less challenging. You can also do some things – that might be outside of what they, the original designers thought. Like, uh, you can actually create a handicap. So if you're playing uh, two-player and one player is better than the other, there's there are codes that can hinder uh, one player for certain games over another player. So you're actually looking at really enhancing the game and modifying the game in a way that would be enjoyable. Plus, like I said, I, after playing Mario's super Mario 64 this last week to, to you know, to as much as I could play, I appreciate sometimes skipping the stupid parts.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you, especially you, with your with your uh, misunderstanding of all things Mario sixty four, didn't it, right. it accused you of cheating at some point? You were saying, right?
1: Oh what, yeah. What so, uh, so as, as part of that <laughs> Super Mario sixty four, it does accuse you of cheating if you accidentally or on purpose, and I did it accidentally on both times. Uh. Um, if you and actually, I said that true. I did try to cheat the first time when I raced uh, the turtle. Oh, I freaking hate um, that level. In one of the levels. Hate that yeah. level. All because right. I, they didn't, he didn't define that I couldn't use the cannons <laughs> yeah. to get there. Yeah, He yeah. just said we were racing. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I shot myself in the cannon because I knew that was the fastest way to get there. And then he said, you cheated. I'm like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. And so I did eventually. I just beat him like with foot, Normal. foot power. Yeah. Foot um, power. Even though he cheated, he cheated. He ran up a hill I can't run up. Anyway, I'm not mad about that. Um, there was another area where I was racing a penguin down a slide, right, like the ice slide, the ice race. Yeah, and I was doing pretty good, I thought, and I accidentally, I, did, I didn't even know it was back there was a hidden area. I didn't know there was a hidden section in it, and I so I, like, I jumped at the wrong time and I hit and I like I went into this hidden re- uh, tube and I went down and I beat him. And he said you cheater, and I was like, hey, <laughs> I didn't cheat on purpose. Yeah, I didn't know that happened. What are you so mad about, stupid penguin? Yeah. So yeah, you couldn't use the cheat codes and win at those. You actually have to. I think the game maybe. Tra- I don't know if the game tracks you, uh, the the path that you, you got to stay within a certain, you know, certain parameters or something. I'm not sure. I bet you there's a the game genie code that I can. Cheat that with. Oh, totally. We'll
0: yeah. Stupid the N sixty four. Well, let's see. Game Genie on N sixty four were they gone by then?
1: No, it was uh I think that they had been Game they Game Shark. had something really cool. I think it was the I don't think it was the Game Shark. I think the pro action replay. Oh, okay. Detail. Uh they had one for the N sixty four. And on just on top of that, they had one, and this is really exciting. They have one that allows you to play Game Boy games on it. You can plug Ooh. your Game Boy game into it. I'm like, what? Ooh. On your N64? What?
0: That's cool. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, they did that with uh well no, the GameCube had us had an adapter to
1: let you play. They G- do. Yeah, GBA you got games. a yeah, you got the GameCube player, which is yeah. cool, but that was first party supported yeah, yeah. by Nintendo. This yeah. was like before that. This was <laughs> yeah. thinking by.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh yeah. it's a it's a weird market. I, I guess my my overall on this is um I just it always felt a little like I was breaking some rules or breaking the law somehow. This <gasps> is why law. I didn't do it. Breaking I never, law. I never bought one, never had one. I had a friend who had right. one, other multiple friends that had various versions of this. And I remember, uh, like in high school, some kid had an, and it had a nest version of this. And yes. that one, the reason I didn't want that, I was impressed by what it did, but it yeah. looked like it was jammed in there by f- yeah. 15 people and it was never going to come out. And if it did, it would break in half Thank and you. it looked like a nightmare. So I was like no, I ain't doing that. Not yeah, not with I agree.
1: Guests. I still wouldn't recommend it. Like okay, so I I would say that if you're wanting to to do this emulation, like let's say if I, I think the safest way to do this is if you have a Sega Genesis and you get the game genie for the Genesis, that's just the safest way. It was supported by the system, you know, it was it had all the approval it went through the steps. It's the safest way to take care of your nice old stuff. Yeah. If you can't do that, then I would say use RetroArch because I don't know if you've played with this any, Scott, but RetroArch has Game Genie code support it in does. it. does, yeah. You can, uh, yeah, you can download the, the cheats automatically. You just go to a little update, update the cheats. It comes in there. You load the game up, the ROM, and then you just go to the cheat section. You load up the cheats, and it's even easier then uh the game genie cuz you don't have to type in the code you just go you read the description you just go flip flip on a switch yep. and the cheat is activated yep it gets complicated from there because not all not all cores support cheats so you yep. got to make sure the core supports it and then you got to flip on uh the cheats you want and you can't always combine certain cheats you got to kind of play a little bit you can do a little google searching on that but it works pretty good yep. and it's how i cheated a lot <laughs> when i was playing the uh the Mario 64, yeah, the mm. Super Mario 64, I cheated that. But not just because I wanted to cheat and win, but because I found out there was some really cool stuff. Like yeah. you can play as Plus giant you, Mario. Yeah, you can
0: be a huge Mario and stuff like that. They had some you pretty can be
1: a stuff. tiny Mario. Yeah. You can, run a, you can ride around on Peach. Yeah. Which it's is really you weird. Know, you really also can, very weird. Yeah, I don't like that. You can also play with some of the assets. Like uh, the original assets had a Yoshi model in there. Oh yeah, that's right. It was plans on making that a two player and they didn't do it.
0: Yeah. And then um, they made uh that we talked about it last week, they made that weird crocodile. Um, yeah, they did the croc. Game. Yeah. The croc. Yeah. For the playstations. It was yes. the, the, the same dev that was tasked with that got canceled and then they took it over there. Yeah.
1: And it's an okay Let's game. Crocs. Okay. It's all right. Right. You know? Nope. There was one more, there was one more way that I wanted to mention that you could cheat. Yeah. Go. I have a retron five hyperkin hyperkin oh. took over the cheating world. Yeah. Um, They're cheater-cheaters, pumpkin-eaters, and (laughs) I uh, this built-in. You you can throw in your original. Now, I had the 5, which allows me to do the NES, SNES, Genesis, Game Boy. Game Gear. Color and Advance. I don't think it does the Game Gear. No? Let's do the Game Gear. I I I don't think so. I thought it did. Maybe not. I think think it does the Famicom disc is the other one that does. Ah, gotcha. Uh, But then you you can load the cheats there, too. Mm. So you can use, use the little Game Genie cheats built right into the system, so you can use your original rom carts and do that yeah
0: why wouldn't you want to do that do that cheat all you want cheat away i'm cheating yeah cheetos wait what
1: i don't know what that video game enhancer
0: there you go that's our that's our 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 long look at video game enhancement we hope you enjoyed it and uh here's (laughs) what 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 are you gonna say
1: i was gonna say and and i'm sure i got a few things wrong we uh this is a lot of content to pack into a week's worth of research. I have a lot of stuff in my head, and I probably nailed it. I think probably you got didn't.
0: it. Yeah, I feel like we covered but, most of it. If, uh, But if yeah. you're at home and you're like, man, I know everything there is about these things, and you guys missed the fact that there was a Shark Jr. that yes. did a thing or whatever, just send us emails. So, uh, yeah, send us emails. Yeah, it's, uh, d- uh,
1: what is it, Show at Retro Show Play, at, gmail.com. at gmail.com. And there was a Game Gear one, right? There was one for the Game Genie Game Gear. I think Official. so, Supported. yeah. I mean that thing supported
0: a damn TV pack. It better support a cheat pack. Yeah, you know.
1: I mean it supported uh, it supported Spider Man sitting in the bathroom (laughs) on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah, it did. Tobey Maguire,
0: man. Yeah, in a very early commercial for the Game Gear, mm-hmm. uh, worth watching that, by the way. And where he's plugged in, Hacking I will it. never know where he plugged in because he's
1: he's, play, he's got a battery pack. That thing, man, you know the Game Gear was huge. They said it was portable, but it's not as big as as big yeah. as
0: a freaking uh, Steam Deck, but without the screen to match it, it's just like a yeah. little teeny postage stamp in the middle of a giant battery is what it was. <laughs> it's really bad. As much as look, I look back very fondly on that stuff, but that was a real piece it's, of shit. That machine.
1: Yeah, it was a. We were growing. It was that was a teenage years. It was right? a teenage years. I mean, more like our our. That was like our preteen years. really. Yeah,
0: awkward tweens. is what that Twins. was. But whatever. I owned one, so I can't complain. I definitely put money on that thing. But I also had a Nomad for a hot second.
1: Oh, I never had a Nomad. I'm a little jealous about that. Yeah, I like
0: the Nomad. The Nomad I had, I had the CDX. I was a big Sega guy. Loved all that shit. Yeah,
1: I was a big Sega guy as well. I've almost reassembled my collection Ooh, i need a
0: 3d 32x next that's what you need now
1: that's hard to find yep, yep. and uh yeah i want to get one it's on my list it's yep. on my list it's so you can have the full stack the big the whole you know i gotta have the stack i got the cd i've got the <laughs> 32x and I, gotta so get the, I gotta get the dial-in thing imagine
0: it now anyone doing this now it never happened yeah Never happened. Sony would never go. All right, we're going to stack this on top of here, and then this piece is going to go here, and then you know, I just—it's
1: insane to me. I miss our, yeah, I I miss our Voltron type consoles where we would just like you know form some maximum beast. Same, same. I I loved it.
0: It was, it was a time of its own, and it does—it belonged in that time. It would never fly today. It's fantastic. No, love it.
1: All right. I don't know. We accepted a PS3 with a freaking sliding accordion thing. That's true. Why did we do that? I don't know. We accepted that. Surely we can accept.
0: That was a bad design. That was. You terrible. know what was a good design? The PS2 Slim. Oh
1: man. The PS2 Slim is tight. The that is bomb. So good. That is one I never had, and yeah. I always wanted, and it is that is on my short list as well. So my, there you go. So my PS2
0: uh, proper PS2, I thought was going to fly apart any minute because it always felt so flimsy. Mm-hmm. But that Slim. It did. oh man, oh, the oh, that slim, slim. It was
1: just. Just yeah, compact and just it was, so solid
0: it was so tight it was like Change. it was like a uh, uh, solid state you know yes the whole thing oh i loved it all right uh here you go this now destroy it <laughs> it's time for us to oh you know that guy because he says this too X chicken ex-chicken uh we're gonna do <laughs> a uh guess our game it's where we try to guess each other's games from a long time ago and we do it with a little bit of audio My game uh, today is brought to you by the year 1988, and I'm very curious if you know what this is. It's kind of obscure, but I played it, so that's my rule. I have to have played it myself before
1: I'll subject Brian to it.
0: Okay. Uh, That's
1: an interesting rule, because the game I played this week, I have played, but I didn't play in its original form. I emulated it a few years back so that still hmm. counts it's fine
0: okay totally counts all right here's mine Uh, 88 at least in japan came out in the u.s the following year all right oh and europe europe didn't get it to like 94 for some
1: reason oh europe come on they probably changed the name of it too well
0: that might help you i'm not sure but here you go okay oh i like this yeah this slaps nes i should say That's some pretty advanced sound. Here we go. Here's some of the... Any guesses? Uh-uh. I'll, I'll give you another hint. <laughs> uh, this is a side-scrolling game uh, in its format, and it is made by Konami. But it's also a okay. game we have not... What year we've was talked, it again? Uh, 88. We've talked a lot about the Konami in recent months, but we've never talked about this game on the show. And the other hint is, it kind of oh. makes fun of where you're from.
1: It's a redneck rampage.
0: <laughs> no, but you're, but you're, you know, that's the vein. Any guesses? Oh no. It's hard. I admit this one's hard.
1: I don't know that one. I'll give you oh, a sound of. Even, the, it doesn't even sound familiar in like, like in my walking in and out of arcade mind or anything. Well, no. here's
0: here's the sound of the, the character dying. Maybe that'll help. <sighs> Does that, make, does that sound like anything? Uh, no. <laughs> what is that? All right. I'll, I'll what was that? I'll give it away because the game actually says it. I just cut it out of my edit. So here's, oh, okay. Okay. here's the voice, which is impressive for '88. Like nobody was making games like this at home. So anyway, here's the VO
1: The Adventures of Bayou Billy.
0: The Adventures of Bayou adventures Billy. Of of, oh, Bayou Billy. Yes. Yeah, Bayou yes, Billy. Yes, he was. Yes. Uh, it was a Southern Bumpkin kind of deal. And you had right. to go get your girl back, who I think is naked in the cut screen scene. They don't say, but nice. she looked naked anyway. You had to go save her. And it was kind of a side scrolling beat em up, but very, very right. not like in, I at never the time, played fine. that either. That's at the time. Yeah. It was fine. Play it now. Ooh, the fighting's rough, Ooh. dude. It's rough. Ooh, especially in light of like all those beat em ups we talked about. This thing is not one of those, despite what? it being Konami. Um, Anyway, I don't know if you played it. It doesn't sound like you did, but I played it, and uh, Mm -hmm. at the time thought it was cool. I'm not so sure now. I think it probably doesn't hold up. But uh, I
1: I I prefer Redneck Rampage.
0: Yeah, you like that? That's a good one. Yeah, they should do a re. uh, It's a shooter, wasn't it? Was that a shooter? What was that? Yeah, yeah, first person shooter. Shooter, yeah, yeah, kind of like a crappy. I mean,
1: when you weren't like grabbing the chickens, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, or drinking beer.
0: What if they'll ever re? They got a new postal game. Why not make a new uh, Redneck Rampage? Why not? That was a great game. That Postal 4 game is getting torn to shreds in the reviews. Really? two Aww. Like two out of ten. It's bad. Worst yeah. reviewed game of the year. All right. Well, oh, no. this guy will die. <clears throat> and now I'll play Brian's. Uh, it's uh, This is from 85. Anything else you want to tell me?
1: 1985. Now, originally this released just in Japan, but it eventually made it to the U.S. I'll accept either title. It had two different titles there. Kind of similar, Uh so I'll accept either one. Okay. So yes. All right. Let's see what we got. This is arcade game too. Arcade game. Hi, how are all you yeah. This is Radio Data with the hottest hits today. Bright and sunny out there. Are you all having fun? You all know about the gangs busting up the city. Geez, I wish someone. This
0: has a lot of, of VO in a '85 game. The
1: yeah, does. you that red supercar running around. Yeah, arcade. That's the one. He's our man. He's blasting him sky high Hey red supercar Can you hear me out there The gangs are running wild again Hurry man, we need you We need you fast This
0: is terrible Uh, (laughs) Let's see, it gets to a part here Hold on Oh that's good Yeah Oh there's more, hold on Is there more? Let's see. <laughs> and
1: then it cuts off. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I figured that. I figured the attract mode would be the most likely way of people to recognize this because after that, the the, the game gets a little different. I will give you another hint if you like one. Yes, please. This was a, a laser disc game, so that's the reason why. Oh, I know the this game. So it's
0: an anime one. It's um, I know this game. Oh, Scott, um, it was okay. So you were either a Dragon's Lair guy, or you were this game. This these were the right. two fighting things. Everybody was like, "Oh, if you played? If you played either the Quick Time, Real Time, animated hoo-hahs," and I'd say, "Which ones do you mean?" And they'd say, "They'd say Dragon's Lair." or this yeah, what they'd was say that the, they'd say
1: the the night guy or the the racy game
0: oh my gosh no Chad's saying space race that is absolutely not it space but yes space, yeah. space space ace, or space ace you mean yeah space ace was a uh, follow up yeah. to to dragon's lair it was same same right, people right there's a that also really like that game but um
1: Oh. And you might not have played this. If you didn't see it at your arcade, you might not have seen this. And I think i seen an arcade later in, 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 in the cycle. So I don't think I ever saw it originally. It did make it to the Sega CD. Yeah, Sega um, CD ended
0: up getting that. So did. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
1: Sorry, someone just stopped by with something. Um, and the PlayStation.
0: Yeah, PlayStation had it. I want to say you could get it on some DVD players or something.
1: Yeah, Sega Saturn as well.
0: Damn it. What Mm -hmm. was that called? I'm going to be annoyed because my friend – so it was my friend Mark. Mark Larson and I used to have these arguments. And I was like, oh, no, man. Everything – it's all about the Dragon's Lair. No way, man. It's about this other thing. And I can't remember the name.
1: Uh, Well, if I gave you the first – there's three different – there's actually four different titles to this thing. And they all start with one word. How about I give you the first word? All
0: right.
1: Road. Road
0: yeah. rash Road. runners. Road, Road rash, not it. Road running rash runners.
1: <laughs> Road kill killers. Road kill. Uh, give me another You're hint. forgiven. You're forgiven for forgetting uh, this forgettable name. Okay, what is? Are that? you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Road Blaster was Road the original Blaster. Japanese name. Shit. But you may have you may have heard it as, as uh, Road Blaster FX or Road Avenger or Road Prosecutor.
0: I only remember Road. Uh, the first one.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was, um, you know, I wasn't a huge anime person back then. And so I think that's why I was maybe put off on it. I liked, I liked the, yeah. the more, I don't know, disney look of something like Dragon's Lair. Yeah. But Did you was, ever watch the, this uh, called?
1: pole position cartoon from the eighties? No. Was that? Had very that similar, uh, very similar animation. It might've been, 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 might have even been the same studio. Really? Hold on. Yeah, this is Data East, by the way. and yeah, um, we used to work with and those it was guys. Uh, Oh the uh, whole series I is never... on freaking YouTube, dude. Oh yeah, you've never seen the pole position series? No. It's freaking terrible. Let me hear I this intro. Let's see. for excitement with the pole position team. Today's adventure, the code. <laughs> Which button do I press? Press them all. <laughs> press Two them all. Five
0: now on like your parents
1: were you are the secret force of whole position <laughs> it's so bad yeah these kids <laughs> lost their parents this is so good though it really is uh toey animation is how i say it it could be toey totally animation think, yeah. is uh and so they've done they've done tons of stuff you've probably seen before but yeah i loved this particular type of anime it did not bother me now, i wouldn't even really call it anime it's more like just
0: yeah it's just an, it's just animation. animated hand drawn yeah yeah it's not i mean it just it definitely had that style of like big eye
1: uh, yeah kind
0: of stuff going on, yeah, 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 which I'm not usually i wasn't at the time a fan of i've gained of I've, I've grown in appreciation over the years, but um so there you go that's uh road blaster. Robuster. and uh my game was i don't remember now what did i play for y'all oh,
1: yeah yeah look tell me almost i was, I was I the adventures of bayou was, billy right here the adventures right. of bayou billy bayou billy bayou billy, bayou billy. we don't know how bayou to make billy.
0: computer voices yet so it sounds weird all right it is time for emails though welcome to the treasure room Poutine. For some reason, I always think Poutine with that. Poutine. Poutine. Oh, uh Danville, uh, sorry, Jeff Smith in Danville, Pennsylvania wrote in. Uh, oh. He says he's not the bone Jeff Smith. Okay. So not no, that. not that guy. Okay. No. Who's By the way, whose series just got canceled by Netflix. They're not doing it now. Oh, no. They're not doing a bone series. I know. I was pissed. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love no, the bone sucks. books. The bone books are some of my favorites. Yeah. Very good. Uh, but Netflix is doing a weird, like, shedding right now. They're, like, canceling shit left <laughs> and right. Anyway. Dear Scott and Brian, I too am a fan of discs of Tron. I have this on my yes. wish list, but I wanted to see if you were aware of it. Arcade One Up has a uh, Tron slash discs of Tron cabinet. Ooh. It even has the glowy translucent flat what? stick. Here's the link. Yeah, look at that link. Let me take a look. So at we this. saw okay. this on, I think, Core or somewhere. Maybe TMS. I don't Brian, think I've seen this. One. Brian wanted this, but yeah, look at that thing. It's all glowy and blue. Here, chat. Oh, I
1: it. want this. Do I have to wear the uh, Tron Man suit? Do I have to wear nope. the. Nope.
0: You yeah. don't have to be Tron man. Tron Although, keep in mind this, the, this is the, this is the shorty cabinet, and uh, you have to have the riser if you wanted to sit up. It's a little pricey,
1: seven hundred bucks. Would somebody explain to me why you need the why they why is it yeah why a riser? Well,
0: because they make them small, man. They're little <sighs> tiny. I have one. I have the Joust one. It's a little tiny machine.
1: But we did, when you sit down, are you at the right height without the riser? Yes.
0: Yeah, so if you sit in a chair, you're fine. Totally fine.
1: and then That's you know, lame. No one plays the arcade game in a chair. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> well, if you have a cocktail one, you do. But but you're right. Well, yeah, yeah. Cocktail's different. Yeah. But
0: we had a lot of stools in our arcade growing up. People would sit on stools yeah. and stuff. I, I don't mean, know.
1: Just, 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 just give me the freaking riser. It's like, it's like four little pieces of wood. Just give it to me, yeah. man.
0: And you know what they do? They charge you two-something for that. So I know. I know. It's a jib. That's dumb. I don't like it. No, sir, I don't. Well, Dan. Uh, Dan. Jeff from Danville. Sorry, all the Dan's are in Danville. Uh, yeah, thanks for the reminder, and that thing is cool. You can also buy the, the printed costume. stool re- uh, version of this thing, but I'm oh, sure that's another cool. two hundred dollars. So,
1: yeah. Uh, hey, by the time you're almost at a regular arcade, that's fine. It's a, it's not even prosumer. It's just consumer. It's just consumer. Right? Well done.
0: That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, Dan, this is an actual Dan wrote in. Says uh, so. You mentioned Wolverine's geographically misplaced Australian accent in one of the old arcade yeah, games. A. Yeah. A. Uh, or maybe just the pride of the X-Men cartoon, which was the artistic basis for the six-player arcade game. The creator slash casting directors may have simply followed the example set by the early 80s Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends cartoon. There were a couple of Wait. episodes that starred the X-Men and Wolverine. Uh, in that, he had an Australian accent in those as well. How could a cartoon that had Frank Welker as Iceman and June Foray, uh, Looney Tunes, Sylvester, and Tweety Grandma hmm. as Aunt Mary, yeah. may, Mary, I think she means May, Yeah. Aunt may get it so wrong at least in the 90s version uh hit the bullseye uh, I, I right yeah i don't know man yeah, the like 90s the, version nailed that's a, it there's a, that's a weird I, ass I, time I, none of the comic shit worked the way it was supposed to back then it was all left up
1: right right yeah. but I, yeah i kind of i want to go back and watch uh, those those episodes to see uh, to just to listen to wolverine doing his australian accent i think they kind of uh you know this is where's the truth lie yeah somewhere uh, in the middle in the, in the minds of of people because i've i've read they also said that it's because he calls somebody a dingo or something oh uh, really yeah a wolverine nature dingo or something i forget there was something in in the script is what they attributed it to but that could also be wrong so yeah, your knows? your your explanation is probably as good as as anybody else's maybe better dan
0: <laughs> maybe better if you want to be right. like Dan and the other guy kept calling Dan, whose name is really Jeff. Um, you can send us emails <laughs> as well. Please do. It's play show at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We also would love for you to support our Patreon at patreon.com slash play retro. Super easy to follow and get there. Patreon.com slash play retro. If you'd like to see the show continue, that's how you do it. Throw us a buck and we'll be your friends for life. Patreon.com slash play retro. We are play retro show on Twitter And you can find us at frogpants.com slash playretro. Brian, next week, we are talking. I mean, you you did a nice little lead in here with your your pick this week for uh, Mystery Game. We are going full motion video from Dragon's Lair to Night Trap.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Full motion video games I could hardly ever play back in the day, but so excited uh, to give a to give a turn.
0: You got to give Dragon's Lair credit for being that machine. When you walked in the
1: arcade and you were like 50 cents, what the frick is this? <laughs> Dude, our, we had our, ours was the skate skate rink. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we, I would go there and it was always, I think it was close to like a dollar. Maybe it wasn't 50 cents, but it felt like a dollar. I was like, buck. Oh, I yeah. can't afford to play this. And I'd never make it very far because you know, <laughs> it wasn't like regular quick action games where it's like, you, do, you know, like when you play console games other arcade games, everything's very responsive here. It was more like, okay, here comes an event. Yep. Make a move. Yep. Here comes an event. Make a move. And I would just fail every time. Never made it more than like t- two minutes in those games.
0: I finally beat, uh, well, we'll talk about it next week, but I beat Dragon's Lair in the arcade. And oh, wow. that was a huge achievement for me. What's embarrassing is I've tried since then at home on other devices and I, I can't get it. I can't finish it. Right because i forget too much but i had it all memorized i mean that's really what it came down to and the idea of quick action events which are still prominent in video games today mm-hmm. i just played one with a bunch of quick action events that it's brand new game in 2022 so where did those come from a lot of them came from these yeah. games so we'll talk about all that stuff and way more next week right here on play retro brian is there anything else you'd like to tell these people before we go
1: Sure, I play these video games every night of the week, just about at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow night i would be playing an indie, though, uh, Graveyard Keeper, but then back to the retro stuff. Check it out.
0: Yeah. Also, um, oh, there was a cool retro like game TV. I wanted to recommend for people. Well, oh, Vic- A Vikings. Is it Viking Story? Shit. Oh. I played this game. It's very retro. It's a roguelike, but it's like, I don't know, it feels old. And uh, you, uh, you can get it on anything. I have it on Xbox. It was on sale for like three bucks or something. What a delightful, fun little game. Really, yeah.
1: really don't great. Don't forget to get your, yeah, don't forget to pick up your, uh, if you're wanting those single versions of Sega uh, Sonic, because on Steam, they're about to stop selling some oh, of those. So you may want to, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to get that on that platform.
0: Hey, oh, I also That's played cool. a bunch of Pac Man Championship Edition 2. Uh, do you know when that new yeah, yeah. Um, museum thing's coming out? When's it that?
1: didn't come out this month like later this month i'm thinking i I
0: don't know i I know it's soon it's in the next month or two very soon i'm very excited
1: about it and we're gonna have a show
0: about it yeah we're gonna go full pac-man when that comes out so watch for that all right that's gonna do it thank you all for listening and being here we'll be back next week with more May 27th yep oh good until then go play retro we'll see you then This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Game over? No No way! No way!